And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is The Art of Health, my podcast. So, a few things to get out of the way. For those of you who left an iTunes review, highly, highly appreciated. For any of you guys that are enjoying the podcast and want to help a brother out, please get on iTunes, leave a review, say good things, say bad things maybe, and be honest, although I'm not sure why you'd be listening to a podcast that you hate, but I would immensely appreciate it, and if you really want to be super cool, Patreon, Patreon, The Art of Health with Alexander, you can find me on there, and any donation benefactoring Again, I will love you to death, and there are a lot of incentives I've created for you guys who are supporting the podcast with free books and thank you cards and uh, exclusive access to myself. So, those things out of the way. Subject of today's podcast. Something that came up that really intrigued people. SWOT analysis. What is SWOT analysis? What are we talking about? S-W-O-T. So SWOT analysis is a business concept, and it stands for four things. It stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And this is something that you can use as sort of a, how should we call this? You can use a sort of filter or framework to really analyze any kind of organization any size of organization, any type of business, but you can also use it on a, on a personal level to analyze yourself. It, it's a very useful methodology. And it was originated, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, it originated in the 1960s. The progenitor of it was Albert S. Humphrey, guy that was a businessman, business consultant, uh, maverick of sorts. And he came up with it just as a filter to like I said, objectively view something, figure out its strengths, its weaknesses, where the opportunities were for business, where the threats were for a business. Now, I have my own version of this. I have my own version of it. Still SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and traps. And I say traps because the average person, if I apply this filter to your life, it's unlikely you have imminent and external threats that are threatening your health and threatening your well-being. What you do have is self-created traps that you have made, self-sabotaging, self-doubt, self-obstacles, fears, and they stem from you. So your threats are not so much threats, rather they're traps you've set against yourself. So how do we use this analysis for something? And I'm going to go back and forth between analyses, so... Yeah, I apologize if it gets confusing, but we have the basic SWOT setup. So let's just start with the, let's just start with the, the qualities. So we have strength. What are our strengths? From a business standpoint, if you're, you know, how should you say this? For the company, from a business standpoint, this goes two ways. I'll give you the perspectives. The most basic way is you look at your strengths and you just write down, literally, you know, on paper, you figure out what are we good at? What are the things that we are good at? What are the things that we are doing well? And, and that's it. And those could, be quali- those could be qualitative or they could be quantitative. Qualitative, we have great customer service. 
We've done customer service surveys and our customer service is awesome. So customer service is a strength. Very general, but that's a strength. Uh, another strength, you know, working for gyms, we are the most expensive gym in the area. And that's a strength because it creates exclusivity and our membership is our membership growth rate is very consistent, so that's a strength. Okay, cool. Uh, what are the strengths? Uh, we have great staff, and our staff are rated very well by our members. That's a strength. We get good feedback. We you know, are profit in lots. We were in the we were running in the black for the last you know six months. We only had two months last year where we didn't turn a profit. You know, our revenue grew by this percent. These are the strengths. So you, you can see, hopefully, this is this is pretty basic. You know, you're just going. This is kind of going through the books, going over the feedback, and seeing what are we good at. What what are the things that we are excelling at or competent at? Those are our strengths. Now, the one, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna get that yet. So just for forget for you guys, for you guys just the lessons. So those are our strengths. I'll, I'll get to the, how the traps apply to this at the end. So you go through those strengths. You go through the things that you're good at. And then you go through the weaknesses. What what are we failing at? What are we bad at? If you're a business, uh, we didn't turn a profit last month. Our profit margins on XYZ are really lousy. Such and such expenses are eating into our bottom line. Uh, We are understaffed. We have three shitty employees that are poisoning the well of the 20 employees we have. Um, Our hiring process is lousy because we, uh, let's say our hiring process, it takes six months and we need to get people running up to speed in three months. Um, our on-site training is very difficult. Is Our on-site training right now for our new employees is very haphazard. Uh, what else can be weaknesses? Our member retention rate is not that great. So our growth rate is good, but our retention rate is kind of actually beating that up. It's, it's making it, you know, 50-50. So we need, we need to shore that up. You know, other weaknesses, you know, for, for my website I was talking about uh, today on Twitter, my website, I have nothing automated with my website. I have to send out all my emails manually. I haven't gotten a lot of my documents formatted, and it affects the you know, appearance of professionalism. So, you know, my strengths, I'm counting on being, I'm, my strengths that are that I have very consistent output, I have high-quality content, I'm very communicative with people, and I'm using that to make up for my weaknesses. But I'd rather not have those weaknesses. Let's shore those up. So when you're analyzing your weaknesses, oftentimes you can just c- contrast them with the strengths you have and what are you good at. And you can apply this on a personal level as well, guys. You can readily apply this on a personal level. You know, this is not just for business. You know, what are my personal strengths? Just take yourself, analyze yourself. Uh, my personal strengths are that I wake up early in the morning. I'm consistent with my daily habits and routines. I am good at communicating with people or at least try to be. I'm not someone where people complain that they can't get a hold of me. Uh, my other strengths are that I eat a healthy diet, relatively speaking. I worked hard to minimize my stress, and overall, you know, those things are good. My personal, you know, weaknesses, uh, and this is where it gets personal. I mean, this is personal analysis. I'm lonely. I have uh, difficulty connecting with new people, you know, or I know, you know, I know I need to make new friends. I I'm, I'm, I'm have great relationships with my current friends, but they're not good relationships. I need to make new friends. I'm scared of X, Y, Z. I don't do, you know, I don't improve this in my life because I have doubt about such and such. Analyzing yourself from a SWOT analysis, it's very qualitative. You know, this is, you have to it, you have to be both objective and subjective. Analyzing your business, your professionalism from yeah you know, with SWOT that, that's much more that's much more quantitative. It allows you to make you know probably better critical decisions because you're not necessarily looking at quality factors, looking at quantity factors. Anyway, 
So strengths, find your strengths, find your weaknesses, contrast them with your strengths. Opportunities. What are opportunities? Opportunities are anything that can be improved. So following your strengths, following your weaknesses, you have, so to speak, maybe three options. Your opportunities could be becoming stronger at what you're already stronger at, or it could be improving your weaknesses to amplify your strengths. Again, business perspective. I'm, I'll, I'll use the gym as an example, but I could apply this to any business. Uh, I go into a gym. This gym has great equipment. The membership, I really, yeah, the membership is reasonable for what I, I paid for. It's well kept. It's clean. But, you know, the, the locker rooms are shitty. So, you know, that's a weakness. Uh, I can never get holding them on the phone. That's a weakness. The front desk sucks. That's a weakness. So, it has some obvious strengths, but those strengths would be more apparent and at the front of my mind if they improve the weaknesses. There, that, that's basic shit. That's basic shit that gyms, most gyms don't do, actually, which is why I don't work in the gym business so much anymore. But there's an example. Your opportunities are going to lie at whatever your deficiencies are, whatever your incompetencies are. So you really have to figure out with your weaknesses, what are we doing bad? What am I bad at? Or what are the areas that we have hit our threshold of incompetency? Have we been jerry-rigging something and counting on a haphazard system to keep this running? And again, you can apply this to any kind of business. A lot of technology companies, a lot of software companies, a lot of you know, the, the tech industry. You would be amazed at how many big tech companies have very crappy, lousy systems of inter-office, inter-team communication. And they succeed in spite of this, not because of it. So yeah, and I could give you lots of examples. We could find lots of examples together of companies that have failed because on the outside, it's like, wow, they got a great product. They're making money. They got outside investors. They got incredible funding. And then internally, you're like, holy shit, all these people hate each other. You know, any product, any innovation, any improvement, any communication, it's this incredibly random and uphill battle of a process. There's fighting between teams. But that's what, I mean, hell, I could, I, let's use Microsoft as an example. SWOT analysis of Microsoft. Microsoft strengths had massive market share, massive market share, had a competent product, had a competent product. Opportunities, opportunities. You know, what do they have? They had the whole globe of their market. Weaknesses, though. So I, I jumped around there. So they, they had all these strengths. Microsoft had it. You know, Microsoft were. They had Microsoft operating system. They had Windows. They had massive market share. They were the computer guys. They were freaking killing it. What happened? Their weaknesses, they'd never account for them. Stuff got shittier and shittier to use. Stuff got slower and slower. Other companies started to beat them on speed, on efficiency, on innovation. You know, they had external threats. You know, they had opportunities, but they had external threats from Apple, from other companies, from other innovation, from other technological mindsets they didn't account for. So they had a lot of strengths. They had weaknesses. They had opportunities. They definitely had external threats, but traps what trapped microsoft what made them lose market share their internal battles did they self-sabotaged themselves because their weaknesses went along with their traps they were trapping against themselves it wasn't the outside threats that undermined microsoft it was the internal ones microsoft had very bad inter-team communication they had misguided leadership they were extremely software-focused when they should have been hardware-focused. They neglected user experience and feedback. So Microsoft weaknesses, they were always there, but they got worse and worse over the years. And Microsoft responded 
too much to external threats and not enough to their own internal traps. So when Apple was innovating and creating you know, products, creating the, you know, the uh, iPod, for example, Microsoft, oh, well, well, we'll just copy them. We'll do the same thing. We'll release a bigger product that holds more songs. This is where you get misguided with what your biggest threats are. Their biggest, Microsoft's biggest threat was not Apple releasing the iPod. Their biggest threat was that they hadn't thought of it themselves. So they started in a, they fell into a trap, again, of trying to copy other people's products while, while not matching the user experience, while not innovating on their own, while not understanding why those products were succeeding and, they, and their own products weren't. And Microsoft, I mean, they're still around, obviously. It wasn't like they went bankrupt. They're still a billion-dollar company. But they started not to do so hot, and they, don't, they, don't, they no longer dominate in the technology field. You know, their, their efforts into search engines, into other technologies, have not gone well for a reason. It's because their internal sabotage, not even sabotage, but their internal obstacles were too great for them to overcome. And they were also self-created. So strengths, you have what you're good at. Weaknesses, you have what you're bad at and can be improved. Opportunities, do you improve your strengths or do you work on your weaknesses or do you do both? Traps, what is holding you back internally? Not externally, but internally. This is where, you know, I was saying earlier, your strengths and your weaknesses, you really have to be critical of what they are in actuality. You know, to give an example, to give an example, I worked for facilities that were very profitable. They were very profitable, and they had teams of people that turned a profit with their training department, with their memberships. So, Upper management could say, oh, this is definitely a strength. Like, look, we're making money. This is totally a strength. But they did, not, they did not realize the weaknesses that were lying beneath the surface. Because if you went to those gyms, you went to those facilities, you went to those teams, you would find out that they were being pushed to make sales they didn't want to make. They were very discontent with the leadership. Their business model was short-term, month-to-month, and wasn't focused on long-term growth. So their run of good fortune for a few months on paper, well, first quarter, hell yes, this is a strength. Second quarter, hell yes, we're killing it. Third and fourth quarter, what the hell happened? And I saw it happen at gyms over and over and over again. And this is not just unique to the gym business. Anytime you have a team that's dependent upon producing an outcome, anytime you have a team of people that you put together and say, we're going to take action to make an outcome happen, what is the interdynamics of that team? You have to know that. Especially the more divorced and distant you are from the team, if you're the CEO and you don't know what your teams are doing, you know on the the store on the storefront level, on the you know design team level, on the innovation level, and you're just up in the office, up in the tower, so to speak, and assuming that things are going well because those are the reports you're getting, you're gonna fuck up and slip up somewhere. We no longer live in an age where you can just count on an email or a report sent to your desk and saying, "Oh, I guess things are fine." You have to be in something, at least part of the time. You have to talk to the people to really know what's going on. Same applies to your personal life with health. So something that can be successful externally, I'm going to do this diet and lose tons of weight. I did this diet and, lose tons, and I lost tons of weight. I did the 90-day transformation and it totally worked. Externally it worked because you were a freaking fanatic about your food and your workouts and your calories and, everything, and your supplements and everything else. By external appearance, everyone everyone is telling you, wow, you did an amazing job. Wow, you totally lost a ton of weight. Externally, 
internally, you're going freaking insane because you can't maintain this level of obsessive compulsive order the rest of your life, nor can you push your body to this level continuously and expect it to hold up. So again, what seems to be a strength, it can be a weakness or it can become a weakness. Same thing with organizing your life. People set small traps for themselves every day. We set up our own expectations to fail at. I'm going to wake up early every day at 5 a.m. Oh, that's great. You start waking up early at 5 a.m. You stop doing it for three weeks. Why? Oh, well, I was never able to get enough sleep. Eh, I guess that didn't work out then. You set your own trap. Before you start working on your strengths, you need to, you need to find out what, where are the weaknesses that are going to maintain, where are the weaknesses that are holding me back from that strength. I talk about this with habits. You can apply SWOT analysis to habits. I'm going to do this habit. Okay, so SWOT analysis of a habit. Is this habit going to be, you know, where are the strengths of this habit? What's it going to benefit? X, Y, Z. Great. So we know what the habit's going to do. What are the weaknesses that are going to inhibit this habit from happening? Or what weaknesses is, is this habit going to create in other aspects of your life? Oh, I never thought of that. And people don't think of that. Maybe you've never thought of that. I'm going to do something that it's going to be good for me. But I don't think about the ramifications in other areas. I'm going to take control of my health and start eating better. But I didn't realize it was going to affect my relationship with my kids and my wife or my husband. I'm going to start going to the gym every day. But I didn't know that it would make my girlfriend or boyfriend resentful of me. I didn't know they have an issue with it. I'm going to clean up my diet and feed my children better. Holy shit, I didn't know my kids had food issues. I'm going to try and save money. Oh my god, I had no idea my friends are all people that just love to drink, and that's all we do to socialize. Fuck. I'm going to start my own business. Damn, my spouse doesn't support me at all. This caught me off guard. I can, I can keep doing this over and over again. But you get the point. Habits and intentions and actions that you take, yes, there are strong points to them, but they're going to create weaknesses or reveal weaknesses. So the SWOT analysis you can apply to these things. Where the strengths, where the weaknesses, where the opportunities that this is going to create, and then where the traps this is going to create as well. These are things that most people just don't account for. And this is not a perfect system, guys. You know, don't think in me telling you this that, oh, well, this is going to solve XYZ problems. No, I mean, I don't know if you, there's any kind of analysis that is ever so thorough as to answer every question. The point is that you just do it in the first place. I, I forget who said this. And I mean, I this is me roughly, roughly paraphrasing. It may have been the gentleman that wrote the, uh, what, Richard Cox, I believe, the 80-20 principle, Richard Cox. Richard Cox, he brings up some good points in that book about when people go to analyze something, the first impressions are usually the best impressions. So when you go to, if you're using SWOT analysis, like where are my strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, traps, don't get caught up in, in, in having to list 8,000 things for every single category. Just w what's the initial, what are the first things that you find? Cox point to this, you know, in the 80-20 principles that when he would do this kind of analysis with companies or he would at, try to get companies to do 80-20 analysis, only about 100% of the data that they'd find, or no, I'm sorry, when he would get to companies to do this 80-20 analysis of the 100% of the data, only about 20% of it was useful. And 80% of the changes came from 20% of the data. What does that mean? That means that not, not everything that you can think of necessarily is matters or is important or needs to be attended to. It's probably going to be a few things. So when we're using SWOT analysis as a filter and looking at our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, traps, 
whatever comes to you first, whatever, you know, you sit there and think for t- 10 minutes by each one, that's probably as much as you need to find. This is, this is not a one-time solution. This is, you apply it, or you, know, you apply it to your life, you get your takeaways, you then act, take action on what you found, on your analysis, and then maybe you do it again a few months later. So you, you have the filtering, you have the feedback, you have the application, and then you're, you know, keep repeating that process. You always have to be in a constant state. You always have to be, I mean, not a constant state, I shouldn't say, but you want to be in a state of re- reflection and review often enough that you don't, again, create your own traps, create your own weaknesses, sabotage yourself. When people often, I hit, hit a point in business, I've seen this again working for so many businesses, you have different individuals where they have success in something and they succeed in spite of what they are lacking in. And then they hit that threshold and they don't know why they're not doing well anymore. So they get back into this trap of, well, we need to go back to basics. The basics are not what holding or are not what is holding you back. The basics are not holding you back. Your basics have taken you forward. What's holding you back are, are your weaknesses and work on those. Something to think about. So, that's SWOT analysis for you guys. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, traps. Understand the relationship between all of them. Your strengths can create weaknesses. Your weaknesses hold back your strengths. Your opportunities lie in your strengths and your weaknesses. And your traps come from things that you don't plan for, anticipate, or expect. You always have to be on the lookout a little bit, so to speak. You have to think ahead. So, apply it to your life. Make of it what you will. And I will talk to you guys again. I'll say goodbye and good luck.